Welcome back to another episode of the Silverado Minute Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minute hosts examine the 1985 Lawrence Kasdan-directed Western Silverado. Silverado? You decide. Uh, I've heard it both ways. One minute of screen time per episode. I'm Tyson Ferris. I'm Jeremy Sternhagen. You sure are. Still am. And we are the hosts of the Real Jaws Minute. We also host another podcast called Bad at Movies. So, so ch- please check both those out. Mm-hmm. Or any other minute by minute podcast that we might have been on. Kind of like, uh, I don't know, Fright Night. Mm, best Years of Our Lives. Yeah. Uh, you were on Great Escape. I was on Great Escape. Yep, correct. Yeah. There's probably another one. There's some other ones out there. Oh, we uh, we were on the uh, 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 the Gold Bloom. Uh, we were on another Gold Bloom. Into the uh, night. Into the night. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Hey, is it? It's almost like we knew we had to bring up Jeff Goldblum because yeah, he's in this minute. He's in this minute. Yay, Jeff Goldblum. That's in my notes. It literally says, "Yay, Jeff Goldblum." <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm not gonna lie i've re-listened to some of our old jaws episodes and we talked about jurassic park and i distinct and i remember saying in that uh every movie every movie jeff goldblum is in is better because he's in it and he makes everyone around him better uh because he is a joy jeff goldblum is a national treasure Ah, he's a, yes, he's yes. a treasure of humanity, in my opinion. Yes, yes, Not yes, even yes, just yes, a yes. national treasure, but a, a treasure for all the world. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Jeff yeah, Goldblum yes. in Silverado. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, a yes. movie Western mm-hmm. cowboys in the oh, in and, New uh, Mexico. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Uh-huh. Ah. Uh-huh. and then uh, must oh, must get dirty. <laughs> Some dirt. Yep. Six oh, sentences but, coming but, out all at once. But then there's but then there's the guns and then the twirling and the shooting and uh, well, there you have it. And pretty soon the shooting starts and we've <laughs> got cowboys wearing designer looking '80s clothes. Ah yes, ah. Uh, so you, okay, so naturally you brought. That <laughs> We've up. lost half of our viewers, right? Now. You you lost you Listeners. you naturally brought that up, so, which is one of my big nitpicks of this film. I thought you might. Say that costuming Uh, while it looks great. Everybody looks like they just walked out of the Woolworths. It is. I will tell you what, or whatever the, the, the major department store of the time was like without knowing it's historical accuracy. Literally everyone bought their clothes yesterday. Yes. They are all pressed clean. Nothing, nothing has been lived in. Ever. And without any knowledge of historical accuracy in this time period, were shoulder pads a thing back then? Because holy shoulder pads. 
<laughs> Jeff Goldblum looks like David Byrne in <laughs> early Talking Heads videos. Not in this scene so much, but I mean, it's pretty bad in this scene. Uh, um, there's clearly an 80s bent to all of the costuming in this movie. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I can't confirm or deny that. Uh, all I know is, is no one has worn their clothes for more than 24 hours. <laughs> that is for sure. And, and does that, everyone... is a we- that is a weird thing in this movie. And it just, it's, it's one of my nitpicks. And it's the one thing that actually knocks this movie down a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it just doesn't. It adds to the an it adds an artificiality to mm-hmm. it that I just re- can, it really hurts it. In I can opinion. handle I can handle the lighting like you're like the lighting is too good in this, but I can that, handle the, I can handle the polished lighting. I can that, handle the polished cinematography, and that's all okay. That. But 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 then give me give me lived in, mm-hmm. uh uh. uh you know, people and, and stuff, the people that look like they, but everybody Live looks like they literally walked out of a department store. Not I mean, too, down uh, to the, the bum on the street that's wandering around. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, it, it's, they just walked out of central casting and they just went through the costume department. Yeah. Yeah. And, and none they, of it is like period appropriate. It's all like, I mean, no, there's like, not this not is a speck all of, There's not a speck of dirt on mm-hmm. anybody in this film. Like yes. it is, I mean, they're pressed and clean and steamed and ready to go. Yeah. Um, anyway, one, one thing that happened, I will admit, uh, one of the reasons it actually took me two nights to watch this movie is because about halfway through this movie, I, particularly the Kevin Costner scenes, I was suddenly compelled to stop watching Silverado and then I jumped over to Dances with Wolves and I started watching that <laughs> because I do, I realize that movie is problematic for some people, but I, I genuinely love Dances with Wolves. It's a great movie. Um, but that movie at the it, opposite better, end of it, it's a better movie than this film. I'm sorry. Yep. Hey, <laughs> save that for the last episode. Yeah. Well, our last episode. Um, one thing Dances with Wolves is at the polar I, I want to say I like this movie. I mean, I wouldn't oh, be yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about it if I didn't like it. It's um, fun. I love yeah. it. It's it's really good. Um, the costuming in Dance with Wolves, that movie, everyone's dirty and greasy and grimy, and the costumes are like spot on. And then further down that rabbit hole, I don't know why, I was just like, Kevin Costner, early Kevin Costner. It's good stuff. So then I jumped over to The Untouchables, and uh, – I oh. know what you think about that movie. Now you're talking my language. You love it. That movie also 80s, a couple of years after this movie, um, also a period movie, also with Kevin Costner. That movie is famous for in the opening credits costumes by Giorgio Armani. So that yes. movie tells you right up front, like, no, this has designed, like, this is like you're entering into a fantasy world. We have a modern designer in this movie, but that movie, I'm sure fashion people will tell me I'm wrong. I don't watch the untouchables and go, none of their costumes stand out. 
they just look really, they just look like supremely well dressed in the 1930s for their time period, right? Yes. Yeah. They all look amazingly well dressed. But none of it none of it sticks out like holy cow, shoulder pads and lapels. Like it wasn't it wasn't so much the design of the costumes. It was literally that it everyone looked like they just walked out of the costume trailer. Like yes. they, nothing had been done to mm-hmm. these costumes. It'd be like if Harrison's Ford leather jacket. I mean, they, they like drove cars over it and like hit it with baseball yeah. bats and like, yeah. um, running in enough. a rock tumbler with gravel. And like, they yep. did all this stuff to it to make it mm-hmm. ugly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so when he shows up and he's got that leather jacket on and they, they smashed the fedora and stepped on it and mm-hmm. with boots and, you know, and then popped it back up and then stuck it on his head. You know, mm-hmm. all that matters. Do you know what yes. I mean? Yep. Um, and I don't think any of that was done in this film. There's a bit. So I will say that Scott Glenn, his costuming is good. And I also think that, and it's part of, did you catch this throughout the movie that Kevin Klein, his character Every character in this movie looks the same, dresses the same throughout the whole movie. Kevin Klein, his character arc is to come out of. He's slowly getting all his pieces back. He's coming out of his crime life. Yeah. So he goes from like, he literally is introduced into the movie in like his underwear. Yeah. And then he's like gaining clothes throughout the movie and then gaining his gun. And I actually love his his like his early outfit where he's got that, you know, the, the, the brim folded up in the front. Yeah. But then he's wearing like a union soldier jacket that is so like eighties. It's kind of kills me. Um, and then Kevin Costner's outfit is almost like, like a kid dressing up like he's in a Western, (laughs) you know, which kind of fits. I kind of like it. Yeah. (laughs) Like his, his ridiculous costume is actually kind of like, no, it's stupid, but I like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kevin, the further you get towards the end of the movie, Kevin Klein in particular is just like, yikes, too much, too much. All right. Well, Hey, are you, are you, are you still with us folks? Cause, uh, I'm about about to tell you what this minute's all about. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. This is minute 88. Halfway through the podcast. Uh, oh, it man. starts with uh, some cowboys wondering where a boy is at. And it ends with Mal finding what's behind the church. Spoiler, it ain't Jesus. Oh, geez. Oh, hey, by the way, real quick. Uh, uh, Augie. Yes. I forgot to talk about him in the last episode. Did you recognize him, that actor? Uh, I... I, I I can say I did. Okay, so as a, I do, I do know why he's named Augie, though. Well, hold that thought. The reason I was look, I saw him, and I went, I know that that is that who I think it is. As chance would have it, I introduced my uh, seven and three year old boys to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids a couple weeks ago. We watched oh. that for the first time ever, Fun. and uh, the oldest boy in that movie is Augie. 
Wow. So, yeah. I was like, that looks like the kid from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids a few years younger. And it was. Sure was. Only, so was just, what, four years difference? Yeah. When was 89, I want to say? 89. 89 would be Honey, I Shrunk the anyway, Kids. Anyway, just funny that I'm like, oh, I know that kid. Anyway, that's, that's awesome. all I have to say about that. How, why is he named Augie? Uh, he's named Augie after uh, a head coach of Kevin Costner's uh, uh, at um, Cal State. Cal State something. I can't Wherever remember off the top of my head. Uh, Cal, one, of, one of the ancillary Cal States and um, mm-hmm. Fullerton or something like that. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, he, had, there was a, he had a baseball coach that won multiple national championships by the name of Augie. Okay. So he suggested the kid be named Augie after his alma mater, basically. Great so, name. We also bad, get our only... Uh, not a bad name. We get our only Kevin Costner appearance in our minutes here. Right? We do. Uh, what do you think of Kevin Costner as a as an actor? I, I love him. I think he's underrated. Um, I think he's... A huge star who, yeah, he, yeah, underrated. I guess he is underrated. I feel like a lot of people are like, no, he's great. But I think more people think like, no, he's just like a big star first. I, I don't, I don't think people, I, I don't know whatever they, he has a very, <clears throat> I think he has a very uh, understated, simple approach mm-hmm. to acting. And As of this recording, I have not watched Yellowstone, but I plan to. I have not seen Yellowstone, but I have seen Open Range, and that's oh. one of the best westerns ever made. Um, yeah, agreed. Um, anyway, um, that's that's. I think my opinion of Kevin Costner is heavily skewed. Which really is this? How you get in a good opinion on all actors? Is they're in a bunch of movies you love, and they have great performances? But yeah, I mean, um, he's, he's just. Untouchables and I mean, Field of I, I know, I know. Early on, people called him kind of wooden and uh, like mm. he's just kind of dull. And but then, why, why is he starring in the movie? Like, why, why, why are you, why, why are you rooting for him? Why are you? His performance a, in Dances with Wolves is very like low key. Yeah, but, he's he's a low key kind of dude. Yeah, like he's a low key kind of actor, but um, not in this. <laughs> He's not in this. He's really kid-like and like fun yeah. and um and yeah, like Paul Durham. He's Oh my he's god. Great in that. Paul Durham. Jeez Louise. Oh. Oh boy. <laughs> That'll get me off on a whole tangent. I just need to not talk about it. Um yeah. You anyway. and I both just love Untouchables. I know that. You and I are if there's ever going to be an Untouchables minute, you guys, you and I are there. Oh, I would do that in a heartbeat. I would. I would guest on it in a heartbeat. I would host the whole thing in a heartbeat if I had that many heartbeats to give. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I'm signing up, but geez, yeah. Louise. I, it's a I time never thing. Even, I never even thing. Thought, how have we never even thought about that? Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> but sorry, guys. Uh, that's not what you're here for. Um, So Jake's doing this whole gymnastics routine i couldn't help but think about uh jeff goldblum in the fly where there's a similar like 
we need a gymnast stunt double to do some some uh, uneven bar work. Yeah. For those um, of you uh, that haven't seen the fly. So he does a dismount here. Mm-hmm. And he's going, like, right, he's go- he's swinging around, he's going forward, right? So he's going feet first. Yeah. And then when he lands, he kind of lands, lands on his back. He kind of lands on his back and like head first. And I'm like, that doesn't really match up. Like, unless he's like, did like some sort of weird tuck in the air and like rolled over. Like, I think that would, you would file that under things you only notice when you're watching this movie for a minute. Oh, no. This is a very minute by minute <laughs> notice. Yeah. I don't think you'd ever notice this. In fact, I didn't notice it when I was watching the film, but yeah. guess what? Minute by minute, I was like, yep. you know what? Those two things don't correlate, and I'm yep. calling it out. Because you know what? <laughs> if we're not doing that, then what are we doing here? Yep. So That's why you listened to this podcast. You want yep. us to get into the weeds. Hey, did you recognize um, his lady friend from any other movies? Because I sure did. His lady friend. The woman in the, he's having a, a role in the hay with. Oh, oh, the, the, the cute blonde. Yeah. No, I, I did not. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, she was, I mean, a, her face seemed like a face I'd seen, but yeah, I, uh, I, I didn't I, look it up. I guess I'll say. I immediately recognized her as, uh, the girl from Nightmare on Elm Street. And I believe she's in. She's the one, in, and she's in Better Off Dead as well. Uh, she's she's the girl, John Cusack's all. Is she the French girl? Not the French girl. That's um, that's um, Diane Franklin from. Oh. Uh, she's in some movie. Yeah, uh, not the French. The blonde girl, the friend. Oh man, I don't anyway. know. But it's, Nightmare on Elm Street is what I know her It's from. been a bit for me. Nightmare on Elm. She's the girl who does the Fred Astaire routine on the ceiling. She like flies up to the ceiling and like, Oh, in the have... very first one. Yeah. Yeah. The, the set that, you know, they built the set. on. Yeah. A yeah, yeah, and... yeah. 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 And they do the like blood geyser. Uh, that's, that's Johnny oh, Depp. Oh, no, that's Johnny Depp. I'm Is getting she... all confused. Yeah. It's well, anyway. it's a very similar. Yeah. She gets killed. Yeah. 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 In she her gets room. killed on she's the She's flying ceiling. all over the room. That's her. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, I think she's also in uh, fast times Ridgemont high. She's just one of the friends, but cool. Anyway, uh, I knew her from Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, um, I love that. Thank you for that. And uh, so we get Danny Glover and Jeff Goldblum in a scene together. I actually, I didn't look it up, but I remember looking at this going like, is something about this feels like, have they been in a movie together? In addition to this, I just, I just was like, when, when they're not in, when they're in the room together, Mm -hmm. but, um, when they go outside yeah, and there's, you know, it's that great, greatly composed shot with the church, um, with the church. Um, I almost wondered if it was a split diopter, but then he crosses the line and nothing happens. So, uh, it obviously isn't, but, Mm. um, uh, it's a great shot because it's, but they're looking at each other right in the eye. And I was like, well, how, 
is there some movie trickery going on here? Cause it's like, how tall's how tall is Danny Glover? They're both tall dudes, aren't they? Because I know, I know. Jeff Goldblum's. I like know six Jeff five. Goldblum's tall. Everybody knows yeah. Jeff Goldblum's tall. He's six, like six five. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum is six four. Okay. Guess guess how tall Danny Glover is? Six four. Six four. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. So. And the, just for the listeners, how tall are you, Jeremy? Uh, six seven. Six seven, and I am a lowly six three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the shortest guy in the room. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. That just uh, doesn't happen very often. <laughs> quick boring story about being tall. Every time I see someone who's six three or four, I'm like, oh, that guy's tall, and then I'll get closer to them and be like. I'm taller than they are. <laughs> and when I see someone who's six seven, I'm like, who is that freak? Oh man. Oh, he's the same tall as me. Oh, he's the same height as me. In yeah. my mind's eye, I am not six seven. Same, buddy. Same. Yeah. I just love this scene because uh uh, uh Slick just just lies straight to his face. And do you think I actually I remember and like feeling, so convincingly so that like we even believe him as an audience, right? I, I kind of thought this line landed with a bit of a thud. And then I realized like, oh, that's because he's lying. Like he says something like, be careful. It's dangerous out there. He just, he just sort of. I mean, used. it ticked in my head, but I was, I was just as dumb as Danny Glover's character. It's like. I was like, oh, yeah, he should be careful because they are mucking around. And then he goes around the corner. I'm like, oh, no, he just totally lied to him. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, but I was just as stupid. Like, yeah. Did you notice? I love at the end of that scene, Jeff Goldblum watches Danny Glover run away and then just turns around and kind of mugs for the camera. It's it's he's not looking at the camera, but it may as well be him being like. Ain't I a stinker? Well, no, what I I read it as, he didn't even want to watch him go off to what he just sent him off to. Yeah. That's that's where, that's the way I read it. Well, that gets back to my comment about. Like, he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm a, I'm a real son of a bitch, but I don't, I don't even want to look at that. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to see what I just did. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That get back that gets back to my comment about bad people in this movie. Like I don't it's hard to actually even think of Jeff Goldblum as a bad guy in this movie. He's just looking out for himself. Yeah. But but he is selling Danny Glover out, so Yeah. What a butthead. There is a there is a scene in the script of Ray going and getting uh Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. And Jeff Goldblum's hat in this is like that guy from uh, Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, it's that, that weird the slap. Big game, that big weird game slap, hunter guy. That weird one where he, it looks like uh, they got slapped upside the head with a two by four. Muldoon, Muldoon in Muldoon. Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yep. Very <laughs> Australian. Yeah. Yep. And then the the mm-hmm. most audacious fur coat. 
Oh, it's ridiculous. And that's, oh yeah, I was going to say that we were- That I I uh, think I've ever seen in any, maybe any movie, but let alone a Western. Like, I mean- (laughs) Is he auditioning for Harry and the Hendersons after this? Oh my God. It's Uh, funny that you bring up Harry the Hendersons, same (laughs) composer, by the way. Oh yeah. I actually, um, the the music in this movie. Should we talk about that real quick? Uh, or should we save it? Uh, we should probably save it. We Let's were, save it for the next one. We got some good minutes under our belt. We can yep. save that for uh, next episode. All right. Uh, he runs around the corner and there's Mold, Muldoon. No, not Muldoon. Muldoon is Jurassic Park. Uh, um, ah, Sheriff Cobb. 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 Yes. Uh, yeah. So there's Sheriff Cobb and says wait that's literally right when the minute ends so yeah anyway edit all that out scratch that strike it reverse it Mm -hmm. and we'll see you tomorrow i refuse to edit anything (laughs) hey Uh, all you podcast pokes out there did you know that the silverado podcast is on apple Podcasts, spotify and google play how many times did i just say podcast i don't know and it's also at the main site of silveradominute.com And did you also know that you can find all the reckonings and reasonings that your little heart's desires at the Midnight Star, the Silverado Minute Listener Saloon. It's done down on the Facebook, and you can also get it over on the Twitters at the Silverado MXM. So please join us next time right here on the Silverado Minute. Yeehaw! I'm a cowboy. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Oh. Yeehaw!